So why do ugly guys not wear deodorant at the gym? <sighs> because they're unsentivized. Uh oh, the speed of that line won't stick. <laughs> Which, by the way, speed stick. Not really a. Is it palatable? It, you know, it's actually not even sticky. It's very liquidy. It's a. It you know that that's the thing about like dry deodorant and gel colored cool deodorant. The colored ones that just feels like you're blobbing on some like I don't know like some uh prosperous uh fucking ranch dressing on your. Nah, that's not good. That's not a good analogy. It feels like you're just, uh, wet deodorant just feels like you're applying, like, like wet toothpaste left on a towel that you wiped your face after having a messy brushing ses session. I think I was just talking about myself. And by the way, if you don't brush your teeth messingly, like if you don't have Colgate foam or Crest foam just foaming out of your mouth... Are you really brushing your teeth good? Like, are you really letting the saliva salivate? Are you really indulging on the potential that toothpaste can have for your teeth? But yeah. Um, typically, the wetter the deodorant, it does not last long. So, uh, you know, I guess... That's why she nicknames me the wet deodorant uh, speed stick. Because, you know, uh, some will stick to you pretty fast. Uh, Jesus, that's disgusting. Welcome to episode 170 of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. I'm recording this at 1.14 a.m. Eastern on September 15th, 2022. I don't know why I say the dates for the podcast. It doesn't really matter, but I guess for future, when people listen back to this shit seven years, they will know the exact date and be like, wow, it's the seven-year anniversary where Clint talked about wet deodorant for the opening. Wow. He sure knows how to stick to your mind. Ha, ha, ha. It's like almost never leave you. Um, no matter how much you get rid of me, you just can't. Um, but the deodorant... By the way, you people really need to start wearing deodorant. And I, like, I don't even smell people that well. But, well, actually, anyways. But, yeah, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification bell on all apps. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. But, yeah, some people, I look, I, I am not a great assessor of smell. Like, I don't know if, like, I just don't smell things that much anymore. Like, people could fart, like, all day around me. Like, it doesn't do much for me. Like, eh. Like, it's like a brief thing. Like, mm, okay. You know, it's kind of like when you, uh, when you probably drink, like, some expired milk in your cereal. You take it by, like, hmm, this is a little iffy, but, mm, whatever. You know, it mixes in well. Uh, Fruit Loop, uh... But man, when someone smells like when, like, I think honestly, someone could not shower for like seven days, 
And if they just apply deodorant moderately on a daily basis, I don't think they would smell that bad. But when someone doesn't apply deodorant, even if they do shower semi-regularly, but they're doing activities, God, that smell is awful. Like, what is it about people's smell? Like, there's something about a person who just smells. And I understand, like, deodorant is this weird thing. Like, think about deodorant, body wash, and shampoo. It's like... You feel so used when you pay six bucks for a fucking thing of deodorant. And that's with the discount. That's with the discount. Because if you get like the speed stick bullshit, it's like what? Yeah, it's like $2, $3. But you literally get what you pay for. Because it will not even like stick on for two hours. I literally, because I ran out of my good deodorant and I had some speed stick. And I literally applied the deodorant. Right before my workout. And like 40 minutes in. I I could smell myself. And I cannot smell myself very well. Like you typically don't smell yourself well. You, You don't have actually a good sense of what you smell like. Believe it or not. But when you speed stick. You will know what you smell like. <laughs> um, It ain't pretty. Um. And that's the thing with these grooming and cleaning products for your body. Like, honestly, like, for the most simplest of shit, they could charge, like, nine bucks for the cheapest deodorant, and we have to pay for it. They could charge, like, 18 bucks for a thing of deodorant, and we would pay for it. Because we have to. You you cannot go around not wearing deodorant. Like, honestly, you know, we have weird laws about... Uh, public intoxication and weird like you could literally get a ticket for literally just walking intoxicated imagine if we had tickets for people that smelled egregiously bad now the problem is it's too much subjectiveness because someone can smell great and some people like "Mm, they don't smell that good but whatever But we all know when someone, when you have a unanimous bad smell to you, like, I I, I think that that warrants like a $300 ticket. I hate to say it, like, I think that's worse than like driving past a school bus (laughs) that, that has the stop signs up that's you know, dropping off some kids. Like, I think walking around a public place smelling egregiously is worse than passing by a school bus when it stopped. I like that deserves a bigger ticket because the process of leaving the house knowingly smelling like complete ass, like that, like you actually have to try hard. You, you can accidentally spray some Febreze air freshener on your ass and smell better. You can you cannot do laundry and all your clothes be disgustingly dirty. But if you just dab some cologne and shit like, yeah, it's not going to smell great. But damn, you can at least not smell bad, like that bad. You know, I can't even think of adjectives to come up with it. 
But we've all been around. Like, everyone has... Everyone knows someone they work with. Everyone knows... When you have to be around people that smell awful... And they consistently smell bad with no context for why they smell bad. That's just... When you look like you smell bad and you smell bad... Like... Mm, you, you got a lot going against you. Um, but yeah. But I get it because you know what? The, these prices for this shit is insane. I paid seven bucks for a fucking Old Spice deodorant. Is it good? Yes. Will it last a good while? Yes. Does it make sure I don't smell like rotten tomatoes? Yes. But I still went out of my way. You know, here's the thing. When you buy things in bulk with a multitude of other items, you're not thinking about it, right? You just throw it in like, oh, whatever, seven bucks. But when you actually go to a store to buy one thing and you see the individual price of one thing you buy and not just in a unison of everything you buy collectively, you really start thinking about, I just paid seven bucks for fucking deodorant. And that shit grinds my titties. And I'm not talking about the ones that feel good. Please grind on my titties. Um, yeah, you can show boat, motorboat, motorsport. Um, right, Nikki and Cardi. Uh, but because uh, Cardi be happy, be healthy. And holy shit, the bottom of my toe is disgusting. Those calluses ain't no joke. Um. Oh, Jesus, that's disgusting. Anyways, but when you really like buy something individually, that's a simple product that you just think is like, you don't think nothing of it, and then you buy it, and you're like, man, you're pissed off because I went to the store to buy one thing, and I spent seven bucks on something for my fucking armpits. Think about that. I didn't ask to have armpit hair. The Lord and Savior is like, Clint, I'm, I'm going to bless you with hair in places that most men don't have a lot of. It's crazy how many men actually don't really have armpit hair. It's crazy how many men actually don't even have chest hair. I'm fortunate enough to have chest hair. It's not chest chest hair, but, you know, it's chest hair. You know, it's not a little bush tush, but it's a little bushy bush. Um... It's that, it's that cute, like, oh my god, like, puberty did me well, well, most areas. Um, I don't have hairy legs, but I do have an oddly hairy chest, and people are typically pretty surprised by it, because, you know, I'm a smooth seller in skin. Um, I have good skin, um, and sensitive. I'm a sensitive skin boy, ha <laughs> uh, Jesus, Clint. Um, damn, my jokes have not been hidden well recently. Um, maybe I'm just not a funny guy anymore. Um, partially. Damn, that got sad. Anyways, but yeah, when you buy like body washes, like body washes now eight, nine bucks for a decent thing of body wash. Like if you buy shampoo, like 
the thing about if you buy like six dollar shampoo, seven dollar body wash, seven dollar, you just pay twenty two bucks just to put on your skin so you don't smell like shit. We have to pay just to not smell like shit. Look, I'm not someone that believes that we are entitled to smell and look good and all this shit for free. But I feel like that should just be a... That should be one of those human access things that we just should be kind of... That's human nature. Like, we we shouldn't have to pay for... Like, I... It's weird because... Should we have to pay for water? I don't know. You know, maybe, like, shower water and stuff. Like, if you're just using an abundance amount of water. But, like, drinking water... Like, there, there should be just simple necessity. Now, in America, you know, you, we could find free access to shit. Like, it's honestly not that hard. But, you know, it's weird how some as like, water. Cleaning stuff for your body. You know, why, like, should these things actually cost money? Or should they be free? Should they just be, like... Not that they do this anymore, but like when you would go to the store and they would just have like samples. Should this just be complimentary shampoos? Not saying it's got now. If you want like very expensive brand shampoo and shit like that, then yeah, you should pay for it. But if you just want basic shampoo, you want basic hand soap shit that you could get at fucking McDonald's. And it's weird these hand soap places at these fucking weird fast food places are better than the ones you buy at the fucking store. It's like foamy. It like, mm, it lathers your skin really well. It's like, damn. Like, you know. That's the thing, like, I, honestly, now that I think about it, I want, I'm gonna get a hand soap where you just press the thing like you would at a public restroom. That's the one thing public restrooms got going. They've always got amazing hand soap. Crazy variety. You got the foam. You got the orange looking shit. The one that feels like it looks like hand sanitizer. But it cleans your skin really well. Not this bullshit. Soft soap bullshit. That we fucking get. At the store. You know. Or now it's like you either get like. The most basic soft soap shit at Dollar Tree. Or you you pay like 15 bucks. For like Jessica Alba's cosmetic fucking cleaning shit for your body skin because you know you gotta have a skincare routine now just to be mildly accessibly attractive to the eye because the standard is so insane these days you know well i don't have a skincare routine i just shower well um i just know the shower baby um um uh, talk about getting that shower head. <laughs> oh, even though that's actually very, it's actually very like when you think about, like, oh Jesus, sorry kids. When you think about like getting head in the shower. Like that's actually a very, that's actually, it's one of those things that sounds better than it actually ends up being because water's getting in her face. You know, I guess you can adjust the move the water going away from you guys, but then you're not really showering. You're just in a dry bath area while water splashing on the fucking wall. And you're not really showering. I guess still the steam's going up and uh, your self-esteem is going up too. Because you're like, oh, yeah, this is really happening. And you're like a man of binds because it's all that. Um, <laughs> chunky. 
Looking for them girls with the big old hoops. Cause they give the best head and that's the truth. I wanna find out. Um, but yeah, you know, like the whole thing like sex in the showers. I, I guess like there's a drink called sex on the beach. Like sex on the beach, like, man, you know. I've never had sex on the beach because, you know, I'm a child of God. I'm a virgin till marriage. Um, But I just feel like sex on the beach would be highly kind of messy. I'm not saying like a sandstorm is going to happen. It's not like, you know, Aladdin or shit where you're going, where you're on a rug, you know, you're on a towel and a drive. But, you know, sometimes a little light breezes, you know. You get sand on your cheeks, and well, I'll be a sponge for your bob, and uh, oh, my pants will not be square, it'll just be one direction, um, (laughs) but, um, I just feel like sex on the beach would be highly uncomfortable, I feel like sand would get in the cooch, sand might get in your gooch, may even get in your booty hole. You know, get sand in your pee hole. Like, that's got to be a problem. Don't tell me that's not going to burn. Yeah, it just seems like one of those things like, meh. It just seems like you can't really get a good grasp of the ground. Like, you're kind of uneven. Depending on what you're trying to do, you just kind of feel like your butt is sinking in. Like, let's say you're laying down the towel and she's on top. Your butt's just sinking into the towel and the sand. And let's say you're on top, like, you know, like you're trying to gain control. You're trying to gain like balance on your knees. Like your knees are going to cave in and you're going to be like all over the place. Like, ugh. I'm not talking about all over the place because you're doing freaky shit. I mean all over the place because you literally can't control all over the place, you know. And it's kind of like that in the shower, you know. I feel like if you were to get head in the shower, like, you know. Someone, someone's getting the short end of the stick. I'm not talking about just her. Um, <laughs> oh, Clint. You're, now, see, I'm coming back, baby. And a uh, special uh, sponsor and guest for today is uh, Ghost Sour Patch Blue Raspberry. Woo! But yeah. I wanna sex you up. Uh, but you know, yeah. Anyways, back to the main thing. I don't know why I was going with that. Um, should things like deodorant, body wash, shampoo, hand soap, should they be kind of uh, what do they call like? Just necessities that should be free. Should they be free? Because it is insane to think about like a deodorant costing seven bucks. And really, it's still a good investment. Because if you're using a product, it's going to last you a good while. If you apply it properly, you're going to smell good. It prevents you from smelling like shit, which can honestly like, you know, pays off. You don't want to smell like shit, you know, for the ladies, for the people you work with, for the people that you just encounter. That, like, no one deserves to smell that. Like, most people, I honestly believe that most people don't really smell. Like, I believe a natural state, 
I believe in our natural state, we don't really smell. Like, I don't think I have a scent. But I notice with people in my life, I notice that there's a distinct scent that when you're around someone enough, when you smell, like, let's say you, uh, let's say you, you know, have their shirt, you know, let's say it's a lady or let's just say it's a friend or whatever. Everyone has a scent they develop over time. And I think that's based off a lot of things, their natural genetics, their oils and their skin. Like people just have a scent and you just know that scent when you smell, like if you have someone's shirt or you're around someone enough, like you, like I'm, I can't necessarily always describe what someone smells like, but I know it when I smell it. It's like, uh, it's like when someone says someone has charisma of all, I like to use this example. Like, I don't actually know what charisma, the definition of charisma is. If someone asked me, what is charisma? I would be like, I don't know. But you know it when you see it. And that's kind of like it is with someone's scent. You know it when you smell it. So, charisma equals scent. And, uh, charisma, you smell like a lot of bullshit. Because, honestly, that's really what a lot of charisma is. When you really break it down, it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of BS, and I'm a guy with charisma, um, well, at different points when I'm really feeling good about myself type of thing, my charisma comes out, and I'm only comfortable saying that because I've been told, you know, you're very charismatic, you know, at certain points in my life, and I notice patterns of when that charismatic is really, uh, floundered, you know, not to get a little mermaid in here, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, but being charismatic, it's it's got, it's, it's, it's beautiful having unquantifiable qualities that multiple people in unison say about you. Charisma is one of those beautiful things because it's a positive thing. It's something that people want to be around. It's enlightening. It makes people feel alive. It makes people feel comfortable. It makes people feel joy around you. But if you ask someone what what is charisma, like what do you see when you see charismatic? Most people would be like, I don't know, but it's just a feeling. And not the girl, you know, Ben Shapiro be like all facts, no feelings. And in this case, not exactly like this where human emotion and kind of human behavior is kind of hard to, you know, it's not everything is just about quantifiable facts. Because what's charismatic to one is not to another. What's a turn on to one is a turn off to another. That's just kind of the weird thing. Like, but typically there's if if you were to ask girls about very specific a very specific guy who's very charming and charismatic, they will all probably say a lot of similar things. Someone who's a complete opposite, who's always down and an Eeyore type of guy. Like none of them are gonna say, Wow, you know, secretly I think this guy, you know, I think he's low key charismatic. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. Not to bring back the low key attractiveness episode. But 
you know, um, I think, and that's the beautiful thing about unquantifiable qualities that don't necessarily have a specific definition because we can always convince ourselves, depending on different points in our life or kind of just how we're evolving as people, like what that means to us at different stages in life. And what's charismatic, what we find charismatic at 20 can be different at 30 and 40 and so on and so forth. And sometimes you can meet someone and you think they're very charismatic. And then over time you realize, oh, I I misinterpret that charismatic for a lot of other things that are quite the opposite of charismatic. Um... And that's the thing about things like being charming and charismatic. It's the two C's. CC. And I'm not talking about pizza pizza. Uh, I miss CC's pizza. Stevie CC's was always better than Stevie B's. But then CC's just like closed down. And they stopped like you would go there and they would stop making the cool pizzas. They would stop making the mac and cheese, the taco pizzas. And Stevie B's just like, alright, well, we'll make some bullshit pizzas. I really want to go to Stevie B's now. I shall, I might go there this weekend. I'm going to Stevie B's. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the end of the Super Bowl. It's like, we're going to Disney World. And here I am. I'm going to Stevie B's. Um, <laughs> uh, she's still, as uh, Lil Wayne say, she's still, she's Stevie B wandering. Um, or was that Andre 3000? I don't know. It was in the song The Real Her. You got that shit that somebody will look for and won't find. And for some reason, you like the last eight times I've been to Stevie B's, they will not make the fucking chicken fajita pizza unless you do it on request. Or in, and now if you and I think now if you do request that certain all you can eat pizza buffets, like they'll charge you the audacity, the charge on top of the charge for the buffet. That'd be like if you went to Golden Corral and. You would go buffet and be like, hey, can I get a steak cooked? To be like, ah, yeah, you have to pay extra for that. It's like, but then it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet. And I, I'm not getting what I paid for. Sorry if I want to eat more than just fucking barbecue, onion pizza, and pepperoni, and bullshit meat, meat lover bullshit pizza. Like... I don't need three different pizzas of ham and pineapple. Diversify your pizza. We're in, we're in this, such this diver. Well, oh, everything's about diversity. Not when you go to these all-you-can-eat pizza buffets. Like, they limit the diversity over time. Not only do they put less pizzas out, but they put more of the same pizzas. Like, oh, we're going... Like, they barely even put the load of baked potato. Like, maybe we'll just have, like, one load of baked potato and then, like... We'll sneak this type of pizza and this. And then you just have the basic ass pizzas. The sausage, the cheese, the pepperoni. It's like, eh. Anyway, sorry. Went on a little tangent there. Um, but yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Holy shit, Clint. You're going off the rails. Um, nah, this is the Off and Beat podcast. So, you know, you go from... I'm like charismatic to how you can eat pizza. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that, that's that's the beautiful thing about 
I wasn't talking about charismatic qualities in people. Eh, who gives a fuck? You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of continue back on the thing. Um, oh, yeah, CeCe's charming and charismatic. Okay, I'm starting to get it. But, yeah. This kind of thing is that we we can convince ourselves of so much bullshit. And you can and honestly like you you can go online and honestly as a dude I'm I'm gonna be honest about this shit. You can legitimately go online and find out and literally kind of study human behavior and you can just Turn your way into a person that you know will attract certain people that could be easily gullible to bullshit. I mean, it's all over YouTube and shit. It's all these videos that I actually think are uh, valuable in some ways. Because it does kind of open your eyes to things if you're kind of lost in some type of vacuum of a world that is not rewarding you with what you want. So you're seeking answers of why, how come with what I'm doing, I'm not getting the type of attraction I want. I'm not just talking about with, you know, people like the opposite sex, the ladies. I literally mean just like anything in life that you want. You're not attracting what you actually think you are putting into something, you know? But there's a lot of videos that are supposed to be self-help, that are supposed to be self-improvement. And... It's, if you do this, women will be unattracted to you. Women do not like this, 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 and this. And for the most part, yeah. I don't feel like it should take you watching a video to realize that girls don't like guys who bitch about shit. Um, But if you had to watch it and find that out, you know, maybe it's a wake-up call. And then it's not going to happen overnight for you to change things about yourself, but... It does make you understand, like, why no one is throwing a bag for you. Um, <laughs> but I, I think people got to be careful nowadays because you got to be careful of who you're meeting, the type of people you meet, because there are a lot of people following a blueprint that ironically thinks that they're making themselves separate from the pack, but in reality, they are doing a lot with other what everyone in that pack is doing. And they're not really standing out to the beholder's eyes, right? But in a weird way, as weird as that sounds, um, someone, you know, it's kind of like the stat that is like 80 to 90% of women sleep with the same 15 to 20% of guys, right? And there's a lot of dudes out there that are not getting any or even attention and stuff. It's like the same 20% of guys that are getting most of the female attention. Um, because people are attracted to a lot of the similar stuff. Kind of like the charming, the charismatic thing. If you can make a girl laugh, if you got charm, if you're funny... If you're, if you got a true posture, masculinity, a confidence about you, 
a girl will always give you a time of day. That's just the way it is. You can always find the exceptions and stuff like that, but for the most part, a general rule, it's human nature. You can't fight human nature over time. I know we're living in this world where um, where it comes to femininity and stuff like that, or uh, feminism, which I, the ironic part is the whole feminism movement is that they're actually acting not very feminine, if you really see what's happening. And I'm not against it, if that's who you are, stuff like that. But, you know, people that are part of the feminist movement, like the way that's portrayed, like the movement, quote unquote, I'm not talking about actual femininity. I'm actually talking about like the movement that when someone says, I'm a feminist, in reality, they don't really embody feminist type of things. Um, I always kind of find that kind of interesting and a little bit ironic. I don't know if ironic's the perfect term, but you get what I'm saying. It's uh, it's crazy how I have no idea what I'm going to start at the beginning of the pod, but then I actually end up getting to some real shit. Just just side note, I have a talent. Um, <laughs> but, um, shit, well, now that I said that, I forgot what I was talking about 100%. Um, it's just, you know, you gotta, oh yeah, you can't really fight human nature. And I think the problem is too many people want to be the exception to the rule instead of understanding how this stuff works. Like the stat I told you earlier, like it's pretty well known. It's the 80, 20 rule, whatever. Um, 80% of women sleep with the same 20% of guys. It actually may even be less than that, to be pretty frank about it. It doesn't mean that literally 80% of dudes aren't, don't have sex, but they aren't getting the attention or the frequency. Like, honestly, a girl would rather be with a guy or have a situation with a guy who she knows has other do, uh, has other girls or at least has a rotation than be with a guy who she doesn't feel can get anything or doesn't really have much of a feel because it is this competition of hierarchy. There's this competition between women where they want to win. They want to feel like, oh, I'm going to beat this other girl to this guy. Like, I'm going to win this prize type of thing. That's a real thing. And I know that sounds fucked up, but the more you think about it, it actually kind of does make sense. Um... The problem is nowadays, it seems like that's kind of getting turned. It seems like now guys are fighting to be in girls' phones. Which, look, the reality is, I hate to break most people that you meet. I know you think off the bat you may be the only person they're talking to or the only person they have in their phone that they would consider in a capacity. They may be giving you a lot of attention and shit like that, but reality is, just know... That they got people, they got guys or girls on the phone, depending on which side of the fence you're on, you know, that at any moment, if they want to hook up, they could, and they would. Not saying they're going to act on it, but you got to understand that you are not the only realistic option. And now that these things are getting reversed a little bit, 
I think it really fucks up the mojo of dudes. A lot of dudes are either have they are either walking on eggshells with women, or they are doing the complete opposite, where they become very inconsiderate. And honestly, that's when you use women. That's when you become everything that is kind of shitty. When you start going down that path, when you start doing things to avoid uh, hurt or doing things to feel like you're empowered by using women's emotions and shit like that. And either extreme is never good. You should always be considerate, but also realistic with what's re- what's really happening. Um. Taking a little intermission. But yeah, it's a, sorry, a little noise situation going on. But look, I'm not like, I I don't believe in giving relationship advice. I don't believe in giving advice about women because there's a lot of things I've, I've felt that in the past, but it's been trial and error. I've learned and I just think what you realize with a lot of stuff is that it's not really, it's not exactly cut and dry, it's not black and white, it's subjective but it's got very objective qualities, like objectify a woman, sounds actually pretty good, um, (laughs) I don't know. God, this toenail is disgusting. But yeah. um, Look. You can either bitch about it or be about it or... You can't can't go against human nature regardless of everything that's kind of happening... Human nature is one of these things that there's a reason why it's human. There's there's a back and forth element. There's an actual gravitas that is necessary. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. No matter like the thing about nowadays we want everything to have a rationale. We want everything to have a reason. We want everything to have an explanation. We need over-explanation of things. And sometimes the beauty of it is that you can't do that. It's that the more you try to explain it, 
the more confusing it gets. Because you catch yourself like, why do I like this? And you're like, I don't know. Like, if you're if you're a kinky guy, if you're a kinky gal, like, you know, people say kink shaming. It's like, I mean, you know, you like what you like. You're into what you're into. Um, I think the word, anytime we attach shame to something, it's kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive to what you're really getting at. Is that some people are just disgusting fucks. <laughs> like, like, look, there's nothing wrong with having a toe fetish, right? I wouldn't, look, if a girl told me she had a toe fetish for my toes, like, oh, I love disgusting toes. I love when the nail is just hanging off. I just want to bite it off. And I'm like, please don't. Like, I don't want the cool air breathing on my actual fucking skin now. Like, it's like, eh. It's like, I understand like a little pain may turn you on, but I'm in a lot of pain. And I'm not turned on. So please, stop. Um, but anyways, no, shit. Back on the subject. Um... But it's human nature. Tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? Ask, you know, I don't know if Michael Jackson's the best person to be asking about human nature. Because, oh, pedophilia is in, in your human nature. Um, You know, there's some people that will try to make the case. And they would be called creeps and pedophiles. That would be like, hey, you know, it's actually normal to be attracted to very young people, you know, young people are very youthful, they, they have full of life, and the older you get, the more life you lose, right, even though technically you've lived more life, (laughs) but, um, you know, people try to make that case for when older dudes are with, like, have their eye on, like, 16 and 17 year old girls, and some of them can't even wait till they graduate, some, some just gotta have it, um, and I just asked them why. Why? Um, <laughs> I guess they didn't see the man in the mirror. Um, uh, I guess they just really wanted a thriller. Stick to a girl your own age. Like Billie Jean. Um, you know, when Michael Jackson said... She told me her name was Billie Jean. She caused a scene. And she told me... The kid was mine. Um, I, he wasn't literally saying to actually pursue the kid. Um, but some some weird fucks will try to make the argument that, oh, being attracted to young people, you know, it's normal. It's normal for older dudes to want to be with a young, young gal. You know, it's and they try to do this whole reproduction. Like, oh, it's because of the value. And when a woman's 27... You know, their value decreases because every year you live, your fertility goes down. It's like, okay. Um, and so do you. You realize that the older dudes get, they can't really... Stuff typically stops working as well. Like, yes, you can have kids when you're 40 and 50. But then you're bringing kids into this world with 30-year age gaps. 
And their kid is going to be like, what the fuck? And then that's going to fuck them up for their perception or their kind of perceived of how they deal with people. And it creates this manipulative pattern. And that is not human nature. Because the, the issue with when people try to use human nature to justify weird, creepy behavior and just weird predatory shit is that it opens the line for complete BS justification for anything. Because then anything that is just your individual preference or whatever is now human nature. Oh, it is normal to want to fuck your son, your stepson. It's like, nah, you know. It's normal to be attracted to your child. It's like, no, it's normal to love your child, not love your child. Okay? Actually, I would prefer you just hate your child than to do that shit. You know? You know, hating your child can at least have some benefits down the road, you know. They get payback, you know, when they get older. But if you like, you know, love, love your child, like there's no there's not that that does not make them a normal person when they grow up. It does not. There's almost no instances where some mom or some dad fucked their kid and they grew up and were like, you know what? It was in in the past and, you know, I'm a complete better person. Like, no, they're, they're dealing with some shit, even if things have worked out for them. They are not the same person. They probably have some weird, weird kinks. Like, every person that had these extreme fetishes and kinks, I really believe were probably incest or like parent weird shit. Um, they're just unbalanced people. They have unbalanced beliefs and they have unbalanced ideas for kind of how they go about it. And then that's when you get the rationale because from a young age, they've had the rationale and deal with that shit. And that is not human nature. That is self-inflicted. Um, people got their problems and then they made it your nature. Because of their human inadequacies. And because you were very impressionable. That's kind of the weird shit with age gap shit. That I always kind of get iffy about. Um, but yeah. No anyways. Back to. Look. Um, all I gotta say is. You gotta be careful with these unquantifiable qualities. Because it's complete. It could be the most complete fallacy bullshit you will come across. Um, Cause like I've done it, I, I I've I've been I've charmed a few people into you know smiling when they shouldn't have. And sometimes when you do that, there's this false sense of type of trust and security they feel with you. And you knew that it was all just to be impressionable. And when they realize that's not really how you are all the time, then they're confused about what they just got themselves into. It's like, uh, uh, me too. <laughs> Movement. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Ray J. So, uh, Ray J wants to, apparently he's coming after the Kim K, Kardashian type of shit, which is kind of weird how 
coming out of the woodworks with this shit. Like, they, they talk about, like, he talks about her so much, like, you would think they had a kid together. Um, which I don't know, according to the video, they may have. Um, <laughs> ah, Jesus. Uh, I guess, uh, he had one wish, and, uh, you know, he, he didn't get it from her. Uh, you know, Kim Kardashian, and, you know, it's weird, because in that one sketch, she did play a genie, or she didn't play genie, but she played Jasmine in that Aladdin sketch, and with Pete Davidson, and, well, we know he rubbed that genie in a bottle, <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about Christina Aguilera, um, <laughs> but, uh, it's just, you know, it just seems a little bit unnecessary at this point. I I don't get, like, yeah, she has a lot of fucking money. So you know what? If he, he now he's he wants to sue like twelve years later for what? Like tarnish your name? It's like Ray J, you you tarnish your name by, you know, your last album. You put your name on your last album, and that shit was garbage. That's how you tarnish your name. Not off this tape twelve years ago. Oh, well, they use men. It's like, yeah, you knew that. It's like the most, it's the least surprising thing. They use men so much that her dad was like, hey, I don't want to be used. So he became a woman. Um... (laughs) I honestly do believe that, I know this is going to sound fucked up, but I honestly don't believe he actually wanted the transition. I don't think Bruce wanted to be Caitlyn, because there was no signs he ever felt like a woman. And kind of like now that I think about it, I don't know if it was probably like a satanic, satanic, like a satanic ritual type of shit, you know, Hollywood type of thing. I don't know if it was something like that. But he does have a history, I think, of being Scientology, which I think they're actually against. But I wouldn't be surprised if just being a part of that fucks up kind of your view of shit. But I honestly do believe that I honestly do believe he did that to, like, prove a point. I do believe he got paid, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars to make that transition. And I don't think he actually got the surgical removal. I just think he did, like, the enhancements and stuff. Like, you can do fillers in the boobs and stuff without it being, like, it could be temporary type of shit. But I feel like it's more of like a real life action play that's going on. Because it doesn't make sense. There was no real signs of him wanting to be a woman. There was no qualities in the show that would say like, hey. I think this person's kind of trying to, you know, go to the other side. I never felt that. And I, you know, I'm starting to feel, you know, as time goes on that I think, I think there was some weird cover up. I, be, I believe he had to do it off blackmail type of shit. 
I really believe if he didn't do it, he would have been exposed for something. And that's kind of a way that when people hold stuff over you, they can make you do whatever. And some people want to demean you and kind of want to make you feel that someone has a power over you when they know stuff about you. And I believe someone knew stuff about him in power, like kind of similar to Epstein with all the people, with all the secret recordings of, well, it's kind of weird called secret recordings when you're at someone's house and they have all this fucking money and shit and they have all this prostitution escorts of young girls and grooming and shit and they're like, hey, and then like, Oh no, she's 19. Then getting there, actually, she's 14. By the way, we record it all. So now you do everything I want. You're going to donate all the fucking money to me and anything I want you to do. Or otherwise, this has gone to the public and your life is fucked. Um, and apparently, by the way, someone told me Victoria's secret is that the secret is that Victoria is not a woman. I feel like um, that's a bit of a reach, but apparently that's kind of, Victoria is supposed to be, it's not a man or a woman, it's supposed to be like a non-binary trans, I don't know, I don't know the right term, don't ask me, but the secret is that Victoria is not a woman, that's the secret. Um, I was like, all right. Teen Titans, let's go. Um, <laughs> I think that's the girl. I think that's the purple girl off Teen Titans, Victoria. Nah, sounds like it. But, um, you know, yeah, I just believe that it, it's too random and weird to make that drastic a decision at that age to want to be a woman. And I, and I'm supportive of it. Like I'm not against it or nothing. But I, you know, I, I, I can hypothesize the reasons. I do think he was blackmailed into some. I think someone has something on him that's like very, very damning. And if they were find out, and their way of, kind of feeling like you control someone, and just goes to show when people have stuff on you, people will do just about anything to make sure that stuff doesn't come out. I think we're all like, we wouldn't want certain stuff to come out and we would probably pay or we would concede to giving advances of to make sure those things come out, don't come out. Like, are you telling me that Deshaun Watson, if he could have, now nah, he could have paid, but stuff probably would have came out anyways because, so, but... You're telling me if he would have had to, for this stuff not to come out, all these allegations and woman and shit like that, like situations, obviously some weird shit happened regardless of what you think happened. Or with Brett Favre, actually that's a better, Brett Favre with this welfare shit where he basically using Money that's supposed to be for the welfare system, people in need. The dude who's probably one the richest person in Mississippi is using people's welfare money to build a fucking volleyball stadium. To improve volleyball facilities because his daughter goes to 
a, a college or whatever to improve the volleyball facility. Instead of using, and it's not like, and it was like a couple million dollars to improve the facility. It's like, if you cared about the volleyball shit so much, you could have just like done a fucking GoFundMe or a charity with your name attached and people probably would have donated a good amount of fucking money. And then you could have covered the rest. And I'm not saying he should have spent shitload of money because he played at a time where, yes, quarterbacks still made money, but it's not the exorbitant amount as these days. So, yeah, $2 million is a little bit different, especially when he's been retired for some time. You're assuming he doesn't have it like that, right? To just give away $2 million like that, you know? He's not going to recuperate it next year. But you're telling me if if to not make this stuff come out, he would have, you know, admitted to being, you know, um, admitted something very damning about himself. If someone like had a virtual gun to his head and like, if you don't like, if you don't want this shit coming out that may tarnish your name and how people look at you, because this looks really fucking bad. Like, really bad. Now, grand scheme of things, he'll probably get fined and shit, and life will go on, and people have done a lot worse off the field. As weird as that may sound, as bad as it may sound, there's people that have murdered people, there's people that have had beaten their wives and all this shit. Like, Brett Favre is a weird guy. He's had promiscuity, sending dick pics to the reporters. And now that reporter is like a prominent NFL reporter, which is kind of weird that the situation probably propelled her name because her name was used in like the documents when that whole shit was happening. And like he said, it's weird how playing for the Jets, he's like, hey, you know, let, let me just send my... I'm just send my dick to this reporter. What could possibly go wrong? It's like, what could possibly go right is actually the better question, Brett. What could possibly go right? Hey, you want to see the wrangle in my wranglers? <laughs> uh, I got all you can. I got all you can. Uh, zip jeans. I, I got all you can rip pants. <laughs> If you if you get what I'm saying, um, but you're telling me if now maybe he would I don't think Brett just tell I don't think he would he's a guy that's probably for uh people that switch their genders or even probably that community. I, I I'm just gonna go on a limb. I don't think Brett Favre is a gonna be going out there to any of the LGB. TQ rallies anytime soon. Just going out on the limb there. Um, <laughs> but. You're not telling me that he would have. In a way to demean him. Like wore something he shouldn't have. Like wore like a weird dress in public. You know and I was actually discussing this with someone. Because we were kind of, it was like weeks or a month ago or so. And it had a lot to do with uh, how Hollywood and TV shows and movies, they'll have men dress up in dresses as a way to feminize them and kind of make them, kind of demean them. 
And they used to typically what they they would use they would mainly do it with black actors, like in sitcoms. Jamie Foxx was is a great example of when you look at like it's what they do is kind of like Dennis Rodman. Like I believe Dennis Rodman, I believe that part of his fame attachment is I think he was paid to act like that. Because in college and stuff, you look he was not into all that. Yes, fame can change you. But I believe he was actually like kind of paid and swayed in that direction to dress and all that stuff to kind of popularize popularize and kind of normalize that. And they used to actually do that to kind of feminize men, but specifically in cases black men. So as a way to still make, still demean someone. And as a dude, any way that they could try to demean you, to try to make you hold a power over you and make people look at you less than, in a way, once people can do that, like, it's hard for people to look at you any other way. Um... And I was talking with this about, you know, because we were talking about Hollywood and Santanic shit. And, you know, typically, like, I, I'm a little, like, I, I, I do think it happens, but I'm not, like, I don't think it happens as much. But I do think there are examples of, like, oh. And I'm not religious, so the same, it doesn't, like, hit a spot with me. Like, oh, you get the crosses out. But you see, but when you see stuff like that, really see what's happening. It's subtle ways to um, let people, really when you look at it, Hollywood is this pick, I'm picking you. Everyone wants to be chosen. When you want to be chosen, you're in a desperation type of mode. Because you are literally relying on people liking you. And... They got to have incentive to want you to be part of their thing. And sometimes when you get people in those powerful positions, hence Harvey Weinstein shit, you get people that can take advantage of that. And when you got people that are in great powers of position and then people that want to be chosen by those people in powers of position, that's when you get the subtle things that you see on screen to demean them. So from that point forward, they can always have something they hold over them. And as a way in life, they kind of generalize it. And top like my view of life is that the second you let someone have kind of, if you let something or someone have power over you, whether that's, and I always use money. Like I've made the choice to not let money decide how I move. But when people want to be chosen so bad and they kind of lose themselves along the way, but they want to be chosen out of desperation just to feel loved or admired or respected. Once you do that, it's really hard to go back because once people see you in a weakened position, it's really hard for them to see you be, it's really hard for them to look at you in any stronger view than that ever. No matter what you do, you can do everything. You can make yourself the most stronger person, physically, mentally, emotionally. You're unbreakable, unbearable, but they still see that 
I know if I can get to you, I can get to you. Because you were so desperate for something. So, uh, yeah. All right. Wow. That was, that was that was a lot to breathe in there. Sorry for the weird gaps in this episode. I was having some, I was hearing a lot of stuff and it threw me off. But uh, glad you guys stayed. All right, guys. That's episode 170 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. And uh, have a great day whenever this is posted. So, yeah. I'm lost without you. Can't help myself. How does it feel? To know that you smell really fucking bad. With that speed stick. Uh.